His opinions are cheap with Cameron Shed. Hey, Cameron, I'm sorry I ruined our, our pre-show vamping. Oh, no, it was so loose, I, I wasn't sure how to salvage it. Oh, okay. So let's let's start off this way. Um, we, we make a rule to not talk about, like, current event stuff and things, but mm-hmm. I want to break it this one time and ask you, how was your Halloween? Um, my Halloween was like all my other Halloweens where I turned the lights off and didn't really do anything. Okay, mine was mine was too. It was the same Halloween I had last year, and everyone that I'm talked to is like, "Oh man, I, I just I didn't have a Halloween this year," and I'm like, "Oh, I watched Halloween three and drink alone like last year." Nice it was smiles all around. I don't know. Yeah, there there were some kids like trick or treating and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I want no part of that. I don't have candy, and if I did, I would eat it because I'm a fatty, fatty McMahon man." So I I've come to this realization I just don't like American candy anymore. Fair. I have been eating mostly Mexican candy or Japanese candy. And then like I got a I got a Hershey bar and it didn't taste like chocolate. Yeah, I, I know the like if you grow up with Hershey you're like, yep, that's chocolate and then if you're like from overseas and you come here you're like, why does this chocolate taste like soap? Yeah, but it's gotten more soapy over the years. It's probably cheaper to make it taste more like soap than it is chocolate. Yeah, but it's just so, it's become so noticeable now. Sure. I just, man. So it's like, hey, a whole holiday dedicated to dress up and candy. And it's like, well, I hate this candy. And I am an anime girl on VR chat literally every night. You cannot impress me. Yeah, I got to be a, I got to be a degenerate furry girl the other last time we played VR chat. So now I, I've joined the club. Oh, did you settle on one? I know, like, we had some weird technical problems that made you dizzy, so we didn't get to, like, go clubbing. I, I, I grabbed a couple different avatars that I like. I like the Charizard. I like the pink Yoshi with the horns. That's right. The Charizard is cool. And then I liked, um, just, like, some generic, like, wolf girl. I don't know we how gotta, often I'll use that one, but I like we it. Gotta, so I, I want to do a thing. Um, Have you been to the, the Great Pug, the bar? No. So it's like the number one bar in VR chat. And uh, on the second floor, they actually have like a stage set up so that you can like get up there and like, usually it's people like telling jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I got this like lame anime song about taking a break and I want to go up there with my Kmart avatar and like mime dance to it. That'd be really funny. And it's like, it might be funny. I'm going to have to hold on to it until it'll work. But I kind of like the idea. Sure. It is really. Oh boy. Yeah, it, it's really weird. Like you know, moving your hands and your head and whatever, and like looking into a mirror and seeing it happen. Like there's is one. Of the, I've played enough video games to be like, okay, I, I can look at my character in a reflective surface and be like, that's the character I'm playing. And I still kind of get that uh, with VR. It's immersive, but I don't know if it's like that immersive yet. Part of it is because obviously I don't have any leg tracking, and um, half the time I'm trying, you know, not to get dizzy. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's that. Um, but just like raising my hands up and down and like seeing it one to one happen is pretty special. It's just it's weird. It's very unique experience. Um, like the other night when we we're all playing, it's like uh, when we're logging off, it's like I can go up to Joe and give him a hug, mm-hmm. and it's like we're literally in like completely different states. And yet, this is like the most uh, physical contact I've had with a person all year. It 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 
Because I'm not, like, super into touching and hugging and stuff either. And so, like, you know, you come over and, like, rub my head or whatever. And I'm just like, fuck, why, why are you so close to me? Like, I, I, I do get kind of that initial, like... And it's like, oh, yeah, it's a video game. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, it, you know, so it, it is really close to... I think, like, if I didn't have the physical problems, I probably would really be into it more. Um, I know it was funny when I... when Because I, we were looking at furry avatars. Because I was like, the goal was like, okay, I want to I wanna join the degenerate club with you guys and, and see how this goes. So I grabbed one. And I, I, this was after, like, I disconnected again. And so I'm in just, like, the VR chat, my little house hub or whatever. I pick the avatar. I'm like, okay, I'm going to step in front of this mirror, and I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. And so I do, and then I see a little ship sailing away. No, I thought that joke was really funny when I came up with it a couple hours ago. I don't get it. The ship already sailed. Oh, okay. Uh, well, maybe not really funny, but kind of clever. <laughs> no, it, it is clever, but I didn't catch it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I gotta write that one down, and I didn't write it down, but I remembered it. it probably That's just sh- as good. Yeah. Um, you know what I did in VR chat that I didn't think I would love? Hmm. I played Minesweeper. Oh yeah, you sent me a picture of that. Uh, do you like Minesweeper? Not really. Yeah, every single person I ask says that they go, oh, not really. But I, <laughs> I love Minesweeper, and so somebody made this whole like, this world is really weird. It's like oddly futuristic where. There's, like, a Jarvis computer, like, talking to you when you show up, and if you walk up to the mirror to, like, check yourself real quick, uh, it'll actually respond, so it'll, like, it'll say, like, oh, that avatar brings out your eyes. Oh, wow. It's really cute. And it's, like, it's totally beyond what Minesweeper deserves, <laughs> but then it's a, it's a really good version of Minesweeper. Uh, I was playing just a literal game, and like I was making Ronoki watch because he hates Minesweeper, and I'm like, I'm having fun. I'm gonna do this. He's like, okay. Yeah, well, and it's to... like, why is this fun? It I can play Minesweeper normal. Like <laughs> when we were in the <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese, physically put my flag down. Oh, you do? That, that, it, I, I'm kind of curious how that plays, like just a tactile I, element to it. I'll show you. Just like you don't have to play a full game or anything, but mm-hmm. I think it would be interesting just to look at it next time you're on. I would like to see, when we were in the Chuck E. Cheese, right, and it was like, look, we're in Chuck E. Cheese, and there's people here, and it's like, okay, that's fine. And then we go in there, we walk by games, and it's like, can we play the games? I don't, like, I wanted to play skee-ball. Like, I feel like there should be a working skee-ball somewhere in VR chat. Oh, yeah, did you play skee-ball? No, I, I couldn't figure out how to make anything work. Like, I was trying to reach at stuff, and I couldn't, it, oh, it just wasn't no, responding can, to me. You can pick up those balls. Okay. Um, we actually found an arcade machine that worked where it's an Atari and you have to pick up the Atari controller in your hand and use your other hand to grab the joystick and it actually responds. Oh, that's cool. And you have to like pick up the cartridge and you put the cartridge in the machine and then it boots up on the TV hmm. and, and there's like different games. Like it's interesting when they get the stuff that functionally works. I definitely do want to try like a legit arcade where... The, you know, this is because some of the games you can only play at an arcade, like Ski Ball, like, oh, this should work really well in VR, because it's just some simple hand movements. Or throwing the balls in the hoop, right? Like, Right. All games um, I'm terrible at outside of VR, so I'm guessing it'll be a complete shit show in, in the Oculus, but... Yeah, but there's just, you know, I want to find a bowling alley. I, picked, I bet we could go bowling. That would be cool. That might be a pretty chill, not dizzy way to do it. I really like the guy we ran into that was goofy that was singing that Evanescent song. Uh, we he was in when we were we were in the the find an avatar world. He like came in for a little bit. That was me. That was you. 
I was using that goofy avatar. Okay, I'm guessing that was an em- uh, emote then. I, I yeah. was like, I was so tickled by that. I thought that was just like a stranger walking through, no, doing that, that was... and then leaving. And I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, VR chat has stuff like that though, where you'll just have these bizarre occurrences you cannot believe. Um, well, that first girl we were talking to in Chuck E. Cheese, like I had no idea what that was largely about because she was like kind of speaking in meme, and also I couldn't tell if her voice was pitch shifted or if it was just kind of squeaky or like. Like where where does the VR chat nonsense end and the real person nonsense begin? Like oh, it's so she confusing. Did, yeah, she did such a good Ash Ketchum voice. Yes, she did. I kind of thought that might have been a recording at first, and then yeah. she kept doing like custom stuff, and it's like, oh no, there's no way that was a recording. She's just really good at mimicking Ash. Yeah, that was really good. It was pretty um, funny. Yeah, I love finding entertaining people. Uh, I found this another very amazing place. Actually, I think Renoki might have discovered it, but. Um, it's like a, there's like a little scale model town, right? At a table and you can walk up and there's like a little monorail and there's tubing and you can use the tubing and you can, you can basically like set it wherever you want. It'll float in place so you can make a track. Oh, cool. And the monorail will like actually drive around on the little track in this little town. And if you turn around, you're actually standing on top of a building and it's a full scale town with an actual monorail you can ride. And it's one-to-one with the tubing that you put on the model. Oh, wow. So you can build a monorail however you want that will coast through this little town, and then you can actually go on a ride on it. That's really cool. It made me dizzy, but the the fact that it worked was so mind-blowing. It was like a toy that becomes real. You know, it's like, so I, I saved that. We're going to show Joe next time because he doesn't get sick in VR at all. Yeah, he's uh, he's got quite a quite a bit of hours in that thing between um, Half-Life Alex and... Yeah, me and Renoki went on a roller coaster binge trip and I had to log off early. It was too much. <laughs> sure. There was one cute one where like you get a laser gun so you can like shoot targets while you're going by. See, that sounds um, fun. I want like that kind of stuff where there's like a game element to us just fucking around. Yeah, there's actually a couple shooting ranges that I think you might enjoy if we can get them to work right. Okay. Um, they're they're, they're kind of basic. Like, if you want a good shooting range, you have to get like a shooting range game. Mm-hmm. But in VR chat, where you can just you know you can drink a little bit and we can pal around while we're shooting guns, it's a fun distraction. Yeah, and because like to me. The talking to strangers thing isn't a selling point for video games, because I've talked to strangers online, and it typically kind of sucks. Or I just don't know what to do, especially in the context of, like, everyone is wearing a weird anime furry girl avatar. Like, it's just so so disconnected from reality. Like, I I, I don't know why it's weird, because I've played World of Warcraft, where people walk around as fucking, like, elves and tauren and shit, right? Like, I don't know why this hits me in a weird, like... Like, I don't... I'm not good at big social gatherings. I don't know... I don't like starting conversations. I'm fairly introverted. And so going into a, a, a Chuck E. Cheese with like a handful of people in there and it's like the goal is to, the game is to talk to people. And it's like, I don't want to do that though. These are strangers in this weird ass place I'm in. Like this, it, it does hit me with some of those like anxieties. Not enough to not do it, but enough to be like, oh, this is feeling a little more real than playing any other video game or any any other kind of like chat simulator, right? Like, like Comedy Night's stupid, but it's so disconnect me you're looking at your computer screen and does it look kind of like shit like you know it's it's not immersive yeah i think i think that's the best way to put it really there's just a different level of um 
and especially uh Renoki used to play with keyboard. He didn't have a VR headset until like last month. Um he had fun just playing with mouse and keyboard. Because you go to these really interesting worlds and you see like funny people walk up and you can interact with them. When he actually could like hold out his hands and close his hands and they close and he can like wave and stuff and it's like he has he plays VR every day now. Oh wow. Because it's such a for some people I know <laughs> you didn't fall in love with it but for some people there's this like immediate connection where it's like well I can't play Mario anymore. Mario doesn't look at his hands. It is kind of funny how often I look at my hands or just have them like out like ready. And I don't know why, but it's just sort of like, well, I'm used to holding a controller out. Like, I don't game with my hands at my sides. They're either on a keyboard or they're holding something. And so, like, my default position is to, like, have them out. Like, I either, like, want to punch somebody. and Because I, I know Joe mentioned that or you did last time. And he's like, what? Just put your hands at your side. Why are you, why are you standing like that? It's like, I don't fucking know. Why am I standing at all? There's actually a, a bit of a running joke that uh, most most people just spend their time in VR chat, like, wearing an avatar and looking in a mirror. Mm-hmm. Because it's just fascinating. So somebody made up this logo where it's the VR chat font, but it just says Mirror Simulator. Nice. I know, um, like, my first time when we when, when I played and I was at Conquer Avatar, like, I spent a lot of time, like, moving my hands around and, and watching, like, the fingers move as I tap the buttons. And just being like, holy shit simulating my actual hands which i'm also moving in this direction like i kind of get it you know yeah it's it's weird (laughs) but it's also like it can be neat i gotta say the full body tracking is like i wanted it i thought it would be cool and now it's like well i need it like when my batteries are low on my feet things it's like well i just won't play vr chat tonight sure um i didn't think it would make that big of a deal but it's so it's so weird how little a difference it makes and it's just enough that i get something out of it mm-hmm. i do like that it's like we we played vr chat for maybe 45 minutes and of that i spent at least 15 of it having technical issues but we did get 15 minutes worth of conversation out of it yeah like, i'm sorry that you have trouble with it man that fucking oculus it? and then my computer like booted up okay getting out of it is weird too because it's not like you can just exit and so i ended up kind of like hard crashing all of the programs and then my computer turned on kind of harsh weirdly uh the following morning i had to reboot it why why is that why can't you exit i don't know everything's so fucking weird i blame facebook is there no like oculus menu i think there is and i was just like well i took the headset off i should be able to just close it on my on my desktop i should have have it on because joe has the same problem where he can't seem to close out of it but for me it's like i push the steam button and I get a menu, and it says, do you want to close the program, or do you want to close VR? And I click close VR, and it, like, gracefully winds down. Yeah, that didn't happen. I'll have to, like, That's play weird. around with it more. I know, it was kind of funny, like, there's just certain things that are so unintuitive with that, like, trying to open a message. And I was like, you have a message. I was like, I can't find the message. Yeah, that's not intuitive. Um, also, some of the emote stuff, like, when it's tied to finger gestures. Mm-hmm. That doesn't all work very well. Because I'm guessing that Charizard avatar I have has some emotes. I have no idea how to access any of them. I just kind of figure it does because it's Charizard. Why wouldn't you give him, you know, at least a flame attack or make the tail glow or something? Yeah, and a lot of the a lot of the stuff we found there had unique features. So mm-hmm. I would guess that's the case. But yeah, yeah, VR chat is uh, it is what it is. 
There, I can say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to. <laughs> I know that. I know Alex wants to um, somehow try to join us and and uh, do a Yu-Gi-Oh thing. I don't know if you know any Yu-Gi-Oh worlds. Oh boy, did I tell you about the Yu-Gi-Oh world? I feel like you maybe did, which is why he knows to bring it up. There's a Yu-Gi-Oh world where it's set up so that you can have a duel with custom decks. It, I think if you know how to use it, it's probably a very powerful tool. Mm-hmm. But we were just pushing random buttons. So we're like trying to get like, how do you start games? So we're just hitting every single button. And we accidentally navigated to a tutorial menu that booted up a YouTube video that's Yu-Gi-Oh! characters explaining how to play the game. Okay. So it's like the season five guy who I, whose name I don't know. But it's like, hey, I'm Jaden. And if you're here to play Yu-Gi-Oh! The trading card game, then this is the first thing you're going to want to know. This is a deck. And a deck's made out of a minimum of 40 cards. And and it's like he's reading aloud the instructions. And it was like we could not turn it off. Oh, no. And it was also like this is this was towards the end of the night where some of us were a little tired and goofy. So we're, I, I couldn't stop laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then I tried making a custom deck and I couldn't get the deck to boot. Like it was so it's very interesting and it, it does exist. It is real. Um, but so it doesn't certainly sound try like it. the execution's perfect. It might be. I think I, I didn't push buttons correctly, and we're also there with strangers that I think we're in the middle of a menu or something. Oh. Uh, so we could we could maybe um, next time that we hop on, remind me, and we'll try to track that down. Because there's got to be like some cool Pokemon ones too, right? Where you can like I did find Pokemon. a Pokemon one. Um, there's actually a there's an interesting one where someone ripped the whole geography from Pokemon Leaf Green. Or no, P- Pokemon. Let's go, Pikachu. One, Wh- one or the other. One. But they got like they got like a three D model of Kanto. Oh wow! That they just ripped from the game and put it in VR chat. So like it's a little buggy. Where if you walk around the backside of a building, it's transparent. Okay. Because the camera is supposed to be coming from a certain angle, mm-hmm. but mostly like it all works. <laughs> and there's a whole system where you can go around and collect candies and level up your Pokemon, and they can like do attacks. Um, you go to the different gyms and you get their their avatars. So you have to you have to go all the way to Celadon if you want your Misty avatar or Starmie, and it's kind of cute to explore, but it's also a little jank. Is there music, like background music? I think so. I know it's one of those those little details. You don't want it too loud, but you don't want it to be just eerily silent as you're walking through like a Pokemon city either, right? Like there's got to be something. Yeah. There's a Mario 64 like that where there's no music for some reason. Yeah, because that was the Conquer Conquer one we went to the one day too. Was it's okay? We can walk around Conquer's bed for a day, and it feels kind of weird because it's more like sliding than walking, and there's no music or sound, and nothing's moving, and it's like yeah, it's yeah, neat, it's not but... it's not a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a city escape from Sonic Adventure two. Oh really? And it plays the music. And it, there's also, like, a race component, so you can actually, like, run with a friend down. Oh, that sounds fun. Other than, like, yeah. vomit-inducing as well, but... it It's actually one of the le- lesser dizzying ones. Oh, interesting. It It's weird. Um, But remind me, and we'll try Yu-Gi-Oh! again. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep popping around. I, like I said, I'm probably never gonna put a lot of time when we play this, so just so everybody knows kind of thing, but... I do want to keep trying. It is always interesting. It's just Sundays are weird where like we end up playing 
a little later in the night. I usually want to take a shower and get ready for, you know, start winding down because uh, I don't sleep well on Sundays. And so it's like if I can limit my computer time, <laughs> I sleep better. And it's just, it's old man Chad shit, but it is important to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a priority. Um, So one of the things I ended up doing this week, or I guess last week, are you familiar with Bluetack? No. So Bluetack is like, I guess it's kind of known for like being a, it's a, like a plastic adhesive that's moldable, so um, kind of like a putty. And it, a lot of college students, I guess, buy it to like hang posters and stuff, because it, it, it's very sticky, but it's it also like is always moldable and it's very reusable. Um, I've seen it a lot for miniatures, where they'll use that to like stick them on a thing to paint them, instead of uh, buying, you know, official mini-holding paint bases that are expensive, or using glue, which is what I had been using, then you gotta like, you know, chisel off the glue and not fuck up the paint, or the, the model. And so, I was like, okay, I want to get some of this, because I bought these uh, these stands for some of my figures, and they're the, the pegs are too small for the holes, so they don't actually work. Like, they work on the neck of figures great. But my uh, Marvel ones, they don't. And I was like, okay, I'll just get some blue, this stuff. I've seen it. it it's, it'll be perfect. And I'll stand them up. Uh, so I go to order it. And it looked like it came in really small amounts. So I got two. And it turns out, no, it actually you get quite a bit per. So I have like a <laughs> lot of this shit. But it is nice. Like all of, like my Guardians of the Galaxy figures, other than Rocket, who I ran out of, ran out of stands for. Um, they're all standing. Like Normally they fall over all the time. Or the cat jumps up on there and they all topple over. And it's like, no, they're good. Gamora's missing her sword. I don't know where the cat dragged that off to, so that's annoying. Uh, but it, it's cool. Then I got one for my other Zeno, who doesn't have pegs on his feet, and I just took a bunch on there, and now he's actually standing. And I don't know what to do with the rest of it, though, because I used barely any of it, and I have, like, a couple sheets. <laughs> I spent, and I ended up spending, like, 20-some bucks on this, but I did not need to do that. So, I, it is cool, though. Like, I, I have a feeling... One day down the line, like a year from now, I'm going to be happy I have a bunch of it, so I'm going to find out, like, the perfect way to use it. I like this person, like, made a flag out of for their little miniature here. Oh, they just, uh, sculpted it? Yeah. I don't know how you get it to dry, because it's technically not supposed to. I wonder if you, if you like, put it in a in an oven, maybe it heats kind of like a, a sculpy clay? It might be something to research. Because I definitely have enough to, like, do stuff like that with. Because, you know, what would be really easy is actually just to add it to bases to make things look rocky. Because mm-hmm. you don't even have to, like, sculpt a really cool-looking skull. You can just, like, poke it and make it lumpy. Yeah. And it'll it'll fly. That's one of the things with my, my minis. I have to, like, up my base game. Even if it just means, like, putting glue on the bases and going out back and putting dirt on them. You know, just, just adding a little oh, bit of texture. That's a That's a legit way to do it, though. I've I've seen people do it. It's like, oh, I could do that. I have a I have a yard with dirt. I've met that minimum threshold. <laughs> I'm gonna give some to my uh one of my my neighbor who who uh does his own kit bashing and stuff. I have a feeling he he'll find a use for it too. It seems like up his alley. It sounds like fun though. I I'd like to play with something like that. I got other doodads to play with first, but yeah. I keep like I'd be like okay it's I finished the orcs not that long ago I gotta not get more minis anytime soon but also there's some cool ones and it's like yeah what if I started another one of these projects but I'm hoping uh, next year I'm gonna make myself wait your orcs did turn out really good though yeah I'm really happy with them I got them all, all sitting up 
right now and they look cool. What what are you thinking of doing next? Like um build on what you got or a whole another style? I might keep going with different styles. Like I want to get get a set of the Tyranids, the three ones where they have like the whips and all the guns because I think that would be fun. Oh yeah. I do I kind of want to try that cuz their their limbs are big enough. It's like okay, well, I've seen people they uh they put magnets in the limbs so they can like swap them out. But that means drilling a hole to glue the magnet in. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to do that on one of mine. I got like a a larger unit, and uh, um, the weapons. It's like I'm sure if you sit down to play the game and you just say like, "Hey, I built this one with the sword, but like my sheet is the hammer, so we're going with hammer rules. Mm-hmm. It's fine." But it's like they're so big that. I, like, I don't mind doing that with the little guys, but when I have this, like, guy that's three times as tall and he has a giant sword, I'd rather just pop that sword off and put on the flamethrower. Yeah. And and the, those Tyranids I want are definitely, like, on the bigger side. So I am I think that could be fun. I do know if you want, like, little magnets, you can buy, like, packs of, like, 100 or whatever on Amazon, but no one ever actually needs 100. You can go to McMastercar and get, like, the... Rare earth magnets, really tiny ones, they're like a sixteenth of an inch. I think they're like eighteen cents a piece. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh shit, I would probably do that and then just wait at work until we had like a big McMaster car order so I could just lop that on with the shipping and not have to pay like five dollars to ship thirty cents worth of magnets to me. I I love McMaster car. Um those little magnets are so cool. I showed you my uh my tray, right? I think so. For my carrying case. So I put magnets on the bottom of all my, my uh, units. And I tested it. I literally held the tray upside down and they all stuck. Nice. Um, And it's like, okay, that's this is actually super nice. <laughs> I actually have one of them just like at work on my file cabinet for no reason other than I found it like in the parts room. And I was like, hey, I think this is a magnet. And I like whipped it at my file cabinet and it stuck. And I was like, that's this is mine now. And that's, that's how I knew, because I was like, well, we must have got this from McMaster, I should see. And I was like, oh, here we go. Problem solved. Yeah, those Rare Earth ones are so good, though. Mm-hmm. If I ever get that thing, that, that art print lasered at work, which supposed to be, I guess, next week now, because the guy's was he's on vacation, and he's going to be back, and he's like, it's one of the first things I'm going to do. And it's like, yeah, I think the laser's broke again, so we'll see. Yay. Um, but he's like, yeah, get... Get get some magnets. You, you hang it with magnets because it's it's metal. Like it's just easier. Get one of those. And it's like that's a good idea. You don't have to put any major holes in the wall. And I've said I can't really drill into the the piece of aluminum. Or can you? Or can I? I wish I had things to talk about today, Cameron. Like it's been a really. I I want to give an update from last week's show. Okay. Uh, we we're talking about League of Legends a lot. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, so it's like, you know what, we were talking about League of Legends so much, I think I'm going to hop in and just see how it is. And, you know, they've, they've made some, like, nice quality of life updates, um, stuff that I wanted to see, too. Like, you can pre-do your item list, so you don't have to, like, redo it every single round. Oh, cool. Um, I don't know, and a lot of the newer characters, too, like, they're all really cool additions. Uh, I played one game, and they, they yelled at me and made me cry, and I uninstalled League of Legends. So that's the update from last week. That sounds pretty much like the first time I played League of Legends many, many years ago. It, it's like there were a couple things where they asked me to do things and I would ask, like, I don't know what that means. Like, what can you point on the map where you want me? And they would just refuse. 
And they kept saying, go get the dragon. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I went to the item shop. It's like, is there a dragon item? Is that what they're talking about? I checked all the mobs that are in the jungle. And it's like, none of these say dragon. I don't know what that means. Maybe they wanted you to do heroin. I don't know where the heroin is. God damn it. It was super... That game has a problem. Like, I don't know why it's so popular. Because everyone is upset when they're playing. I don't get it either, but... That, that uh, K-pop EP comes out tomorrow, so I'm excited Yay. for that. Yay! Yeah, and it's like, I'm looking forward to all these spinoffs. There's going to be a single-player RPG. And I'm like, oh, they, they made a version for me? Honestly, hell yeah, that sounds great. Unless it's like, the same gameplay. No, I think it's turn-based. Hmm. Um, they're also making that fighting game. I had no idea they're making a fighting game. Yeah, they're making a fighting game and a shooter. I think the shooter might be out now. Huh. Valorant? Valorant? That sounds really familiar. I, I I didn't realize that was a Riot Games thing. Yeah, it is Riot, but it's not League of Legends. Like, okay. There's not League characters in it. With the fighting game, I'm pretty sure it has some League characters. Is it going to be like fighting like Mortal Kombat or fighting like yeah. Super Smash Brothers? More like Mortal Kombat. Okay. In this fighting game. Yeah, they had a weird conference where they they teased like five spin-off games that Riot's making. And the only thing that we saw come to fruition so far was Valorant, and it like fell off the charts really fast. Wasn't that like the Counter-Strike-ish shooter, but with a, a bunch of weird mechanics? It's like a Counter-Strike approach to shooters, but it's also a hero shooter like Overwatch, where like the characters have abilities. Yeah, I heard good things about it, but also a lot of that isn't for me because I don't want to play Counter-Strike and I don't want to play Overwatch. Yeah. But like, I, I can see, it seemed like it was melding the mechanics well based on like footage I saw. I think functionally it's there, but it didn't like capture the hearts and minds of a generation. Well, I think it's going at two kind of competing audiences in a way, right? Like if you're playing Overwatch, I don't know if you want to play a lot of, uh, of uh, Counter-Strike. Well, even if you play League, I don't think you want to play anything besides League. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, Like, that one game I played was a 40-minute investment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, if I practice enough to actually play this game better, I have to play as multiple characters and understand how to counter other characters. We're talking about enough, like, gameplay time to practice in order to get good that this is the one game I'm playing. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, oh, yeah, I should just pick up this Counter-Strike clone. As a as a Riot fan, that's what I'll do. I'll play both of these. I like their character designs a lot, though. Like, it is one of those things where I, I, I there's so much stuff that I see from Riot that I think is cool, and I just don't want to like interact with their primary properties ever. We talked about this a bit last week, but it is kind of funny that they're just in a weird position, at least with me. Um, but I can't imagine I'm the only person that thinks that like their music has to reach way more people than, or, or not more people that play, but like. A completely different audience. But maybe not. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm really not the expert on this. Um, Because a part of it is just stuff I don't get. Because, again, even with Counter-Strike, I kind of don't get that crowd completely. Um, You'd have to talk to my brother because he's definitely... Well, you play Siege, though. I do. I feel like Siege is a little different than, uh, than Counter-Strike. Like... Siege, Siege is a game that rewards precision and teamwork, and Counter-Strike is a game that 
is showing its age in the way that Warcraft does and rewards autism and accuracy and teamwork. You know what I mean? Sure. There's like weird bugs and and little things where it's like so you know it's like you have to <laughs> you have to do a thing where you swap to your knife and swap back to your your gun and swap back to your knife because it actually like tricks the frame animation of your steps to go faster. Oh yeah, stuff like it's that. It's like it's stuff like that that it's like you know what? Yeah, you guys have fun. That's what I say to that. And then I. I don't know. I have such specific wants out of shooters that like none of those are what I want to play. And I know Joe has talked to me. He's like, you, you sure you don't want to try Siege? And I was like, yeah, I'm like super fucking sure I don't want to play that game. That's Every time you talk about that game, it sounds like work. <laughs> yeah, it it's uh, well, it's kind of like D&D. Sometimes I'll, I'll see people like in Discord and they'll go like, oh man, I haven't played D&D for a while. Do, do you guys like D&D? Oh, I like D&D. We should play. And then someone will ask a question. I'm like, okay, do you guys want to like, do? does anyone run it? And the conversation stops there. Mm-hmm. Where there's like, there's these fun things. And then you think about the, the time to just set it up or just commit to it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. I think it would be kind of fun to try and run a D&D campaign, but I also know that it's not just, like, I craft a world and stories. It's a lot of work behind the scenes, like, developing things and almost playing chess with your players so, you you know, in case they decide to go kidnap hobos, you have a contingency plan. Well, not necessarily. If you use, like, a structured campaign, um, it kind of takes care of itself. But don't you have to like you have to like assign hit points to the enemies and like when people level up or do you kind of just well that that should be in the campaign though oh, okay so like did you pick like a when we were doing this how did you approach that stuff then did you was that all like in kind of a, a campaign or was that all custom no I I homebrewed that I write that stuff okay let me see I'm sorry to our audience I feel like I'm being kind of spitty today <laughs> I. I found this very interesting, very, like, it's like a short one-off adventure. Uh, Penny Arcade wrote it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. Like, they did that a while back, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but what was cute was it was about, like, the Twilight craze, back when, like, the Twilight movies were the biggest talking point. Mm-hmm. And so, like, within the D&D setting, it's like this traveling troupe of actors roll into town, and they have a play about a romantic vampire situation. Um, but like one of the, the t- like the mayor's daughter goes missing and he hires these adventurers to investigate it. And so you have to like investigate. It's like, well, that's probably these guys are rolled into town and suddenly people disappear. So one of them's like maybe actually a vampire or something. And it was actually a very clever way to play off of the topical sense of it. But it never got away from the D&D feel. Sure. Which I, I don't know. Did you see like the Rick and Morty set? No, I have been it's watching more, Rick and Morty, though. It's more Rick and Morty than D&D. Uh, and it's like, I I don't know who it's for besides, like, there's an element of D&D right now where it's like this trendy thing to know what a 20-sided die is. Mm-hmm. And that's really bugging me because it, like, ruins the game. Let me see, starter set. Yeah, me. Uh, so me and my family, we, we, we finished watching Venture Brothers. Uh, before that, we were watching Archer. We we typically try to have like some show we watch together because we're over there enough uh, eating supper or just hanging out or whatever. And so it's kind of fun. And so we finished Venture Brothers, and that was a fairly long show and great show. 
Uh, and it's like, so what should we watch next? It's like, well, if we want to continue watching cartoons, we could watch Rick and Morty. Because uh, it's on here, and I would like to rewatch it again, because it's been a while. But it, I, I was like, you know, there's a high chance they aren't going to like it for multiple reasons. <clears throat> I don't I don't think my mom's terribly impressed with it. And my dad likes it, but he also is, like, totally unprepared for, like, the level of dark humor <laughs> that sometimes <laughs> shows up. And so that's been really fun, just, just like, like, we'll finish an episode, and my dad will be like, this, there's just so much shit going on in this show. Like I'm like exhausted. <laughs> Why does so many people die? And I'm just like, oh, I can't wait till we get to season two and three when it actually gets dark. Um, The Mandalorian came out, or that started. Yeah, is it like season two now? Yeah, season two started. I it's uh I enjoyed the first episode, but I'm getting that that Rogue One problem I had where. There's like a comedic frequency to the references. Mm. Um, it's like the the main character shows up in town, and he's like, "I'm looking for anyone that looks like a Mandalorian." And the guy says, "Oh, you mean that guy?" And he points to this guy wearing Boba Fett's armor. Huh. And I'm like, Ugh. and then they they do this thing, and then the Tuscan Raiders show up. I'm like, okay. And then they, they get on the speeder bike, and the guy's speeder bike is Anakin's pod racer, like one of the engines. And I'm like, Ugh. And then they they go to the thing, and he tells his backstory, how he got the armor. And it's like he stole a bunch of crystals in the container from Empire Strikes Back. And I'm like, Ugh. And then they go fight the crate dragon, which is the, the dragon from episode four that C-3PO walks by. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> and then they kill the crate dragon and uh, one of the Tuscan Raiders gets the pearl out of it because in the Nintendo 64 game there's a part where you kill a crate dragon to get its pearl and I'm like <sighs> and someone's like crate job pretty much I feel like any one of those by itself would be fun like the Anakin part of the pod racer being used is I think really great if it's not the like, one of eight you know references right like back to back to back it, and then it teased at the end where, like, the whole point, the implication is the guy has Boba Fett's armor, so that means Boba Fett died. I and guess. at the end, they tease this guy that kind of looks like the actor that played the clones in Jango Fett, except he also had Dengar's, like, uh, stick. You know, that weird stick Dengar had where it had a curve? Oh, sure. And it's like, ah. Okay. <laughs> I enjoyed the episode. Like, it was actually filmed and acted really, really well. Mm -hmm. It had this cool, like, Western theme to it. Um, the ending actually got really action-y. And it's like, this is really good stuff. But then they'll just, they'll ruin it by, like, pulling too many details in. And it's like, I guys, I get it. I know this is Star Wars. <laughs> you don't need to remind me. Are there any uh, Star Wars places in VR we can go? Uh, I think there's a couple. They're mostly, like, Avatar worlds. Ah. Uh, um, I thought you didn't like Star Wars that much. I kind of, I mean, I'm mostly indifferent, right? But it might be cool to, like, visit the cantina or something. Or We can go to the cantina. Um, there's also a, like, Stormtrooper world. So, like, it's on a Death Star, I assume. And so we, we go to the cafeteria. Here's a, I'll send you a picture of the cafeteria. What's with this game and, like, it's like, oh, you can go to the cafeteria. <laughs> You go to Chuck E. Cheese and go to the cafeteria. Well, it's just like bars and stuff to hang out in. I guess. 
Here's Renoki eating a sandwich. Um, here's Joe <laughs> eating a sandwich. Like, I want to go to Hoth. I think it'd be cool to walk around Hoth. I'm not sure if there's a Hoth. Then I could be like, there might be. it's cold, but not right. Oh, wait, no, it is almost winter. Fuck. Um, there's Joe cleaning up after lunch. Yep, he is He'll... weirdly holding that broom. Yeah, he got a little... I, I didn't get the my screenshot very good, but he was, like, pushing all the stuff away. Um, here's Renoki getting a Mountain Dew next to the, the Uncle Palpy poster where he says, do it. Okay, that's pretty good. Um, and then we went home and we had a sitcom where, where Joe forgot to take out the trash and Renoki's yelling at him. Oh, you went to the house. Yeah, we went to that, that real house. (laughs) It is so weird walking through that place. It is a nightmare. I really want to visit that too. I don't know why. Oh, it's, it's special. You should see it. Um, here's Renoki using the bathroom. Wait, why does this house have a urinal? I don't know. I, Dude, we have to... Next time we go... This is an actual part- house, right? What the fuck? Yeah, you should see it. Um, Here's here's Onoki's friend reenacting Picard putting his palm on his head. That does not look like Picard. So yeah, VR chat's fun. I have no idea if this episode is fun to listen to or not. I feel like it is way more rambly and stupid than normal. Yeah, I think I think you said something earlier that this week has been a little draining. Yeah, it's been. So I mean, I'm sorry. I'm a little tired myself. I'm I'm um, kind of tired, and I feel like I don't know. Uh, with the coffee, it's just like, like I'm watching my audio, and every once in a while, I can see like these weird little spikes where I'm like, it's like I wish I had a pop filter or something. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I kind of uh, I actually got home early tonight, which meant like, oh, I can start drinking early. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I shouldn't have done that. Oh no. Well, then I'm sober tonight, so I'm way worse to talk to. <coughs> That's good turkey. Like, like, oh, the thing I brought to the table is I bought blue tack. It's like putty that you can use to stick posters up. Isn't that neat? Like, no, it's fucking stupid. What is wrong with me? <laughs> I, I love that that was your talking point for tonight. Well, I guess it's like, well, we do talk about miniatures and it's vaguely related. And it's like, no, it oh. is. <laughs> but I also, I love that we do a podcast where your, your thought was, Oh, this blue putty I'm using. You know what? We could fill an hour with that. Okay, I didn't expect to fill an hour. This might be a two-parter. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'll, I'll answer blue putty questions next week. When the <laughs> listeners write in. That was your thought process. Yeah, you, 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 um, you nailed I, it. I, I deliberately kind of uh, put put this off to later in the show because I didn't want to just ramble for an hour. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, but we we still haven't talked about the big like Warcraft update. Oh no, I suppose you and haven't I, talked about the big Warcraft update. I talk about Warcraft a lot, so I didn't want to have another Warcraft episode. Um, but that's the big update, right? Okay. They uh, so the max level was one twenty. They changed it so now the max level is fifty. Oh, that's different. Um, now there's a tutorial island. So there's like a whole zone that's dedicated only to explaining how to play the game. Okay. And it ends with a pretend dungeon with like only two bosses in it. So you understand what a dungeon is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and then when you when you leave that, you're level 10 and you can pick what expansion you want to play. So if you've never played Warcraft before, you get out at level 10 and you play the most current one so that 
thematically you understand what's going on. Okay. And all everything like lines up like time wise. That sounds cool. I don't know. I, I, I don't have any problems with that. I'm not like attached to the game anymore. So the idea of like, oh, if I really wanted to start playing now, I could go to this new place and it would teach me the new mechanics of whatever character I picked. Yeah. Uh, I'd get done at level 10 and I could just start playing the current stuff and I could play with friends and the new people and be there. Or if yeah. I was feeling nostalgic, I could go back to Burning Crusade. Like I, I see no issues with that at all, but I also have not been playing this game every day for the last you know decade. Yeah, it's really good. Um, someone figured out a speed level thing. So to get to max level right now, it takes about six hours. Oh, that's okay. It's maybe too fast, but it's like, it's also less of a chore, you know? Uh, I've been leveling a fresh alt through Panda Land, and man, it's maybe the happiest I've been with WoW all year. Oh, yeah? Just like doing this old content where like, oh, this place had personality to it. Oh, this whole thing. I want to save the monkey. I want to go see the monkey king. You know? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's weird. I, <laughs> how me- how- I, I think, oh, yeah. How mechanically different is the game now? Because like, you're, you're, you must be scaling back a lot of stuff. Like, if they've been taking out spells, are they still adding new spells? How the hell is that all working? So it's a little bumpy right now. Uh, a couple little bugs crop up. It's really not perfect. But I think mechanically, everything's functional enough. I think the game has gotten too simple. And this is a problem they had in Battle for Azeroth, where like, I don't fill up my hotbars anymore. I have empty spots on my hotbar. Sure. It used to be I dedicated as many buttons as I could, and there's a couple spells where it's like, I just won't use that one. I can't, I can't manage it. Mm-hmm. I have to pick which ones I'm going to use. And now it's like, okay, I dumped everything, and I'm still not using half of these. Uh, almost everything is just too straightforward. Um, Death Knights, I really hate playing my Death Knight, which kills me because it's my favorite character. And it's like, it's so slow. The uh, The resources you use for your spells, it's like, it takes so long to charge up that you don't you don't pool them and you don't use them it's just kind of like, oh, you can use one. I'll just hit that. Okay. And then you do nothing for a while. Sure. It's like this whack-a-mole concept where it's just... Uh, I don't feel engaged when I'm playing my Death Knight. That sucks. Um, A lot of classes are starting to feel like that. I, I started playing on the Warlock, and I intentionally picked the version of Warlock that has the most buttons on it. And I picked talents that add more buttons... Just so I don't get bored and stop playing. I don't know if that will improve with the expansion. I don't think they're adding a lot. So it's weird because it's also like... (laughs) Compared to how a lot of Battle for Azeroth went, right now the game feels better. But then running through Mist of Pandaria and thinking about what it used to be like, I'm already like over it. Where it's like, yeah, it really did used to be better. Mm Mm-hmm. I think part of that might be nostalgia glasses, but also there's, like, objective flaws going on. Sure. And it's one of those things. I remember even back when I played, uh, hopping on my friend's uh, shaman once. He had a, a enhanced shaman. Uh, I think I was, like, running an alt through a dungeon or something. And I was just like, this character is really boring to play. Like, there's not a lot going on. You put down your totems and you have your handful of attacks, but there's no major rotation to them. There's not a lot to pay attention to. 
other than like make sure the totems get refreshed every time you know they expire. And uh, I was like, I don't know, I don't really understand why he really likes this character. It just seems kind of boring. And so what, you, what you're describing, it almost sounds like they're bringing more characters to that level, whereas like rogues and druids had like really complicated uh, attack rotations. Uh, I think warriors did too for a while. And I understood why people like to play those because you had to be like on the ball uh, to do well and micromanage right. a bunch of different uh, energy sources and hot bars and whatever and, and, and cooldowns. Right. And it was it, kind of fun. <clears throat> yeah, it used to be a little more... Um, and, and it works best when you can pick different specs so that you don't level a character and regret it. Mm-hmm. There should kind of be like... You'd want a version of Warrior where it's just like you hit things hard. Then you get angry and so you get like a buff where you're stronger. And then there should be like the more technical one where you're managing like bleed cooldowns and defensive cooldowns and you want to like line up things correctly. You you want balance to reward skill, but in a game like this, you also want to have an option for people that can't pull that off to still contribute. Yeah, and it's called make them healers. Well, yeah, it's just like everything's kind of reduced down where skill is less of a factor across the board. Um what is it so like warlock i love affliction warlock because i love like curses and and like actually that's the kind of like death knight i play too i love doing dots i want to apply all the diseases you know Mm -hmm. so with the the warlock right now i have like four or five different curse spells to apply and so i'm just managing these hots and when there's like multiple targets to manage i feel like i'm having the most fun because i'm i'm spinning plates Yep. And if I spin them correctly, man, we're going to burn through this boss so fast. You know, that is the best feeling. I always like Resto Druids when they, I think the skill was Life Bloom, that like it ticks up, and then when it blooms, it does a, a burst heal. And you can like keep it going, or you can allow it to burst heal. And so it's like you, you're putting it on people, and you're, you're trying to keep it going on everybody. But when you start noticing it, now you have to like, do I use a different spell? Do I let that burst heal? Because I think you could stack it up to like four or five times. And so there was this really, like, risk-reward to healing with that kind of system that was a lot of fun to do, and if you fucked up, people got really mad because they died, and it's like, ah, whatever. I, I enjoyed healing as a druid because it wasn't just, like, pick a character, push your buttons, pick a character, push your buttons. Like, you really had to pick and choose what the best spell was, and then since they had a lot of heal-over-time spells, they had another one that would consume all of those in a big burst heal that was on kind of a long cooldown, and so... That was fun. Like I don't know, it, it it was really well structured to make healing feel fairly fun, at least personally. And I don't know if that's still around. I think healing is okay. Um, damage is what got super boring right now. Uh, I really miss monk healing when it, when monks were a new class. Um, did I ever tell you about how that worked? Uh, don't you do damage like you? Punch and kick or something, and it. Yeah, so you're like your melee, and you want to be as close to the tank as possible. So it made it unique compared to the other healers that are all casters. Mm-hmm. And they, all, the feedback was, this doesn't work like priest. I can't do it, and so they changed it. So you just stand back and cast heals. Oh hooray! It's like why? That's just... the Blizzard audience I know and love. <sighs> so I just I literally haven't played healer since. Like I'll try, and I get so bored so fast. Because it's just, it's not rewarding the same way. There was a game that came out within the last year or two that I feel like had really good healing mechanics in it. And it was like, this is one of the few times I like playing healers in a video game. 
And I'm trying to yeah. remember what game it was. And I was it Lawbreakers? Was there healers and Lawbreakers? Yeah, there was like support. Yeah, I think that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, and it had like really fun, because uh, you could like throw I think heal over time at people. Then I think there was a healing gun as well. I mean, you know, I would like gravitate the healer in Overwatch also. Yep, I played a lot of healers in Overwatch. Um, it is fun. I like healing, like in concept. Mm-hmm. It's that so often they they tend to dumb it down over time, and it just I don't know. Yeah, the healer in in Lawbreakers had a grenade launcher, and that was fucking That's sweet. Right. Yeah, I was really good at that one too. I miss that game so much. I still like every once in a while. I'm like Joey, I miss Lawbreakers. He's like, Yeah, I do too. It's like remember when there I was really a good Lawbreakers? <laughs> and no I, one fucking played it. I cannot believe how fast that game died because uh, it was good. Yeah. Um. So I guess the other major update was the character customization. Oh, okay. Um. I don't know if I showed you this stuff. I I might have showed you some, but I got you a link here to what torrents look like now. Um, so you can pick a lot more fur colors. Oh yeah, but there's also like a lot of accessories and stuff. So you can you can actually pick the eyes separate. You can pick um more hairstyles. They put in like you can wear little flowers or feathers, and you can get like war paint and stuff. I like this big like masculine tour, and he's got a little flower on his antler. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people. Uh, I, I think the number one thing when the when the servers went up, everyone flocked to the barber shop as soon as possible. I bet, because um, every race got upgrades. So the the dwarves they have so many cool tattoos. Uh, the orcs, the orcs, you can get tattoos and war paint, and you can color them separately. Oh, nice! So there's a lot of like really metal looking orcs. They're just, like, straight-up intimidating to look at, you know? Oh, that's cool. You can get, like, necklaces and stuff. Yeah, necklaces. Um, The the worgen are really nice right now. You can actually color the eyes so that they're, like, magically glowing or not. So you can kind of give them a more, like, refined, relaxed look or make them look like a beast. Like, pure black fur and red glowing eyes that you don't want to see in the night. And people, like, dress their whole, like, transmog around it and end up looking really, really cool. Eyes. That's so fucking important in these kind of games, too. It really is. Oh man, these body paints are pretty neat. I like the, uh, like the the green feathers and stuff on this guy's arm. Yeah, I love I love the body paints on the Tauren because they look they lean into the culture. Yeah. So if you care about Tauren lore, you can actually show that you care. You know. Also, I feel like people sleep on turquoise. Turquoise is a great color. Yeah, turquoise is great. I don't really like green, but I like turquoise. I love teal. Yeah, teal and turquoise are fairly similar, but the they're similar. There's a time and a place for the different ones. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going for like Native American style inspired body paint, the turquoise is perfect. Um, I sent you the orcs. What's what's the other race you like? Did you play a night elf? I played a yeah, I played a night elf as well. I don't know if Those I liked ones. playing the night elf, but I I, I played one. So you know how like their whole tree burned down? Yep. Uh-huh. So you can actually uh you can get uh burn scars on your face. <laughs> That's cool. And there's also like Toronto, you know how Toronto was like the priest leader? Mm-hmm. So she gave that up and now she's a warrior that it's like cursed by the moon to be a vengeance warrior and her eyes went black. And you can join her and pick black eyes. 
to show that you're dedicated only to the revenge of stopping Sylvanas after your tree burned down. Sure. Um, so it's like if you were emotionally invested in the events that happened recently, you could straight up make your character look messed up. They get like torn up ears now. I like how greasy like the male orc hair looks. Because it's like they're 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 orcs. They're not gonna care about their hair. Yeah, and then, no, like, the, the, the style comes like, across more. The, the ladies have like kind of some punk rock stuff going on, and I was like, hell yeah, that that goes well with the green skin. Yeah, I I like the hairs that orcs got. Mm-hmm. So there's there's been a lot of cool updates that make WoW feel uh, worth looking at again. I hope this new expansion is good because otherwise this will all like I, I feel like this is a band aid, the cosmetic stuff. Yeah. If everyone falls in love with Shadowlands and it's the best expansion ever, then this will be part of what people remember. It really is going to come down to the gameplay changes, and if people who've been playing a while are fine with basically like a level reset. Yeah, mostly that hasn't been bothering people, though. I thought that change was like maybe too drastic, but no one cares. Sure. Because it it feels the same. Okay, I'm and I think that's actually... Now. Yeah, like that's, that might be... Tones. Oh, skin tones, there's new ones. Um, I think one of the problems WoW had right now is, like, when you get to level 120, it doesn't feel like an accomplishment. Sure. It's like filing taxes that, like, <laughs> just keep adding numbers. Like, who cares? God, I still hate male items. I don't know why. They just, there's just something about them. I, I'm not, I'm not big on the night elves. I think. Yeah, you know what? The only night elf I play is my demon hunter because that's the only race that is demon hunter. Holy shit! You can make their ears like fucking huge now. Yeah, they got ear options. Like it's almost too big. It they look, they look kind of silly. I kind of like the variety. I, I'm um, not, yeah, I like the variety, I, but I was looking at that and it's like, whoa, those are huge ears. But what I've noticed is they look huge right now, but the people in the game that use them. They tend to wear like big hoods uh, where it actually would like, clip up a lot of the ear. So now it just it actually, if you do it correctly, it's aesthetically pleasing. Okay, surprisingly, I, I I wasn't. sure. I think but. um they look good with some of these like different hair colors too. Like there's like a, a a very like I guess a teal pixie haircut that one had with like huge ears, and it's like you know that that kind of works. Like you get like that punk aesthetic. You can do a little more extreme things. I really like the uh, the leaves and and stuff in the hair too. I think. It's very night elfy, but it also just looks nice. I like that the leaves come in different colors. Yeah, I was when I saw the leaf thing, I thought, oh, everyone's just gonna turn that on and look the same, but they really don't. <laughs> yeah, these these all look really nice. Oh, they get tattoos also. I wish there was. Um, I hope they keep adding to like the jewelry because it's like they're definitely like we have three new necklace options, and it's like yeah, but. You know, how many necklaces are there? Because eventually everyone's going to be kind of walking around with the same jewelry. Yeah, I kind of expect them to maybe expand that slowly. Um, With the Tauren, you get a couple necklace options, but like one of them is a little pendant that looks like it fits, and one of them is a little totem that looks like something you would make. Yeah. And it, it it's not as weird. With the humans, it's like, oh, you went with the big red one. Yes, I did too. Yeah, you know, it's like... And it sticks out. It's like, oh, everyone's going to be wearing this purple necklace because it has the biggest gem. And it's like... Yeah, I think... The thing, though, is that's so easy to be like, oh, we'll just change, you know, add more, make them different colors. 
I wouldn't be surprised if some of those are going to be like maybe options you can buy from vendors down the line. Yeah, possibly. I know World of Warcraft's like economy is always kind of like a big part of that game. So I'm always curious, like these major changes, like what what economic options are they going to add to go along with them? And it's also um, it it's weird. They did a thing where um, right now there's like a cosmetic thing where if you if you buy your six month sub- subscription, you get these cute pajamas, and people are like throwing a fit that it's like oh to put pajamas as a cosmetic award, you you have to pay for it. And it's like, there's weirder stuff in the game. Um, I I don't know how to make these people happy. I don't. The know WoW player base be. is so rough. They're just. They've never been happy since like 2008 when I was playing a lot, right? Or 2007. Like, it's just. Uh, That's what Warcraft is. And I feel like you know, League of Legends is kind of the same way, right? Like, it's just like people seem really grumpy when you play that game, and. I, I don't know. I'm glad I don't have to design or, or work on those because I feel like that would be... It would, you'd be really happy, like, look at this cool thing I made, and then everyone on the internet would be like, you suck, and they're going, oh, I guess I suck now. I like <sighs> this butterfly dude you linked. Oh, yeah, it's fun. But, yeah, it's it's weird. But, it, anyways, that's the Warcraft update. I'll, I'll let everyone know how the expansion goes. But. Yeah, yeah, definitely keep me posted. I mean, I like talking about Warcraft with you. I, if you had brought this up earlier... I probably wouldn't have had to talk about, you know, blue sticky stuff. Yeah, but I like blue sticky stuff. Yeah, blue sticky stuff. Um, would you go so far as to say that blue sticky stuff is your glad space of the week? No. Oh, okay. I feel like I've had a, at least one better thing to happen to me than that. Well, why didn't we talk about that? That's a good question. Um, I think, I can't tell if this is a glad space or, or not yet, but uh, I'm learning AutoCAD at work. Mm. Which is used for like designing building layouts and stuff like that. Because um, my boss, no, that's that's a good skill set. Yeah, dude. my boss needed someone because he knows how to do it, but he just doesn't have time. He's like, I need someone to learn how to use this program. And he's like, Chad, you and Heather just figure it out. Well, whatever. So I'm not great with it, but I've been using it a lot lately because he's like, I need all of these things drawn up, and I need you to just take all of the stuff in this room and see if it will fit in this room. But you have to lay it out so it's not as stupid. And it's like, okay, cool. And he's like, make sure you figure out where the outlets are first, because last time you didn't do that, and that wasn't going to work. And so this, it's been, it's been, I'm, I'm very new to it. I'm very, not great at it. I'm slow. I'm clumsy. And then just like the, that thought process you need to like design a room and, and what's the workflow like. I don't totally have it down, but I'm working on it. And it does feel kind of nice to really be learning a new skill for work. And it's taking up a decent amount of my time. And, and there is a, a fun aspect to it, right? Like, you know, I'm walking around the tape measure and I'm taking notes and it's like, okay, this is this far away and I need this much room. Oh, okay, this drawer opens up this far. I have to make sure I leave this much room, you know? And I spent like four hours like doing shit with it today. And it's like, today went by kind of fast. Like, the, you know, this could be, this could be a neat part of my job going forward. That would be cool though. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where uh, I'll be, you know, I'll be like, here's the design. He's like, oh, you know, we could just remove this wall. Like, you actually have more space than this. And it's like, well, that would have been fucking nice to know two hours ago, wouldn't it? Like, I start all over with the idea that this wall's no longer here. So there's, there's some frustrations that are not my fault, but I don't, 
if we move things out though, then I have to figure out where this stuff goes. So I have to go measure all this other shit and see if I can fit it somewhere else. And then so tomorrow's going to be a lot of walking around with a tape measure again. But I can listen to podcasts and music while I do it, and no one bothers me because they're like, "Oh, he's working on something important. I'll just leave him alone." So it, yeah, it's been it's been kind of a fun week. Uh, I also plan on watching more tutorials because there's got to be just an easier way to do some of this shit I'm doing. Yeah, you know, we're living in a golden age of tutorials, though. Mm -hmm. The way you can just, like, find anything on YouTube is amazing. Uh, Yeah, the one guy I've been watching is uh, Cad in Black is his YouTube channel, and he's fucking great. He's he's so good at explaining stuff because he's very slow, and he'll, like, we're going to do this, and I'm going to show you how to do it. Like, he doesn't waste your time. Like, it's, it's so annoying when you find a tutorial, but it's just a shitty tutorial, and it's like, have you never watched a tutorial before? Like, don't start on your desktop. Just start with the program open. Don't use Notepad to type out what you're doing and misspell half the words. Like, just fucking grab a microphone. Well, also, what is the deal with um that that stupid thing people do where they open it and they, they say, Hi, uh, this is going to be a tutorial on how to render a sphere in blender so if you if you don't know what blender is um you can go here and the first 15 minutes is how to download blender sure and it's like you know there's a title of the video so you don't have to explain the title like if if the title of the video is how to render a sphere in blender you can assume whoever's clicking on it knows what a sphere is and knows what blender is yeah and it's like they spend so much time not doing what the title says. I hate it when a tutorial starts like three minutes in, and you're just like, Jesus Christ! Because if you're at <laughs> one, you're not you. You want answers now. You don't want answers ten minutes from now. You know. Have you seen that feature on Google? Oh yeah, where it'll, it'll like fast forward to the right part of the video, and even highlight how brief it is. Like it'll it won't even say start here. It'll say you just want to watch this section. Yeah, that's wild, and it's super great. When that, <laughs> I remember the first time that happened. Um, it was like, well, actually, you know what I was doing was I was replacing my car battery, and we couldn't figure out how to open the car. There's like a, the battery was like fastened by this other thing that I don't know how to undo this component, right? Mm-hmm. And my dad doesn't know what to do, so he's trying to find the instructions for the car, and so I, I pull up my phone and I'm like, uh, Google find thing that I need about this Kia model. And it was like, boop, 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 boop. Watch this part of the video. And it like started at the point where it's like, here's how you unscrew it for the battery. And the guy reaches behind and unscrews it. And like, oh, okay, there, the sun. Nice. It was the fastest thing I've ever done. Yeah, it... it AutoCAD. AutoCAD's pretty cool. I, I, I keep getting like, I'm trying to like... I'll try to move something, and it'll, like, poof to the nearest anchor point, because I have something turned on to make it easier to do that, because you want to anchor stuff together to have very specific measurements, but I don't know, there's just little things that will, like, drive me nuts, and, like, people will be watching me do it, and I'm like, okay, I have to move this, and I have to rotate it, and I'll put it over here, and it'll it'll take me, like, three tries, because it's zooming around the map, or I've rotated the wrong fucking direction, or whatever, and it's like, god damn it, I know how to do this in Photoshop so easily. Yeah. But then there's no precision in Photoshop, so we can't do it there. Oh, there should be a precision in Photoshop. Well, I mean, there is, but, like, you know, if I type in, like, 40 inches, like, you know, it's going to make exactly 40 inches, where if you're doing something like that in Photoshop, you have to say, okay, what, to define, like, an inch somehow, I'm not sure how I would do that in Photoshop. 
Well, I mean, again, AutoCAD's designed for that, yep. so it's better off anyways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess that's my glad spaces. I'm, I'm learning a new skill, and it's kind of neat. That is good. Um, oh, okay. I know what, I, I just finished a book I really enjoyed. Ooh. Uh, have you heard of The Big Picture? I have not. It's been kind of trendy lately. Um, I feel like a few podcasts I listen to have recommended it, which is what drove me to it. But uh, do you remember that big Sony hack where all the emails leaked? Yes. I, I feel like that got brought up on a podcast or something I was into recently. Yeah, they, they might have been talking about it on Mega64. Maybe. That was one of the places that talked about this. But uh, this guy went through and read all the emails and did other research. And uh, like he went through and pulled a bunch of things, um, like information that is public, and mirrored it up with information that was private. And basically put together a snapshot of, um, it's not about, like, the office drama or, like, secrets of the business. It's more like just a very fair look at how the Hollywood business is run. And half the book isn't even about Sony, I've discovered. Oh, interesting. It is interesting, because that comparison really explains some of Sony's actions. And that, that gives it a good picture. But it's really... It's a very interesting look at just the logistics of running a movie studio right now. It's not just like how hard it is to make a movie and dealing with these snobby movie stars or whatever. It's also like the reality that uh, franchises are better than regular movies mm-hmm. and movie stars aren't as important as characters like Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and how you like have to evolve with that. Um, a lot of, a lot of really weird, interesting little trivia too. That you remember when Marvel like went bankrupt and they had to license out a bunch of their properties to for movies. Just yeah, because that's why buck. Fox has X Men or had X Men and uh, Fantastic Four, right? And I think yeah, and Sony, Sony got Spider Man. Yep. Uh, New Line Cinemas got Iron Man. Oh, really? Yeah, and they sat on that for the length of the licensing contract. Because one producer kept putting his foot down, going like, no, this script doesn't work. A a man wearing a steel suit can't fly. (laughs) The audience won't believe that. It's stupid. Oh, my God. And he kept demanding them to rewrite an Iron Man adaptation where he doesn't fly. And they they got tired of fighting with him. And it's like, you know what? This isn't even worth talking about anymore. It's a stupid comic book. Mm -hmm. And so they just let it expire. So when that expired, that's when Marvel Studios was like, well, we got money. We can we can make a movie. Let's 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 make an Iron Man movie. Why not? What, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> and they accidentally like redefined how movies are done. Yeah, and it's funny too because some people are super pissed about that, and I feel like general audiences are. I don't know. Movies are doing other than this year uh, really well, right? Like there are more major blockbusters and more movies making a billion dollars a year than there ever have been. So clearly, it's working. Yeah, it's also um, the the way that like small movies don't work anymore has reignited good television. Yeah, uh, they talk a lot about Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Um, the, there's also a big chapter just about the logistics in China mm-hmm. and how dealing with China works, and uh, it's all just it's very interesting. I will say it's not a well written book. Oh, um, what I mean by that is. I feel like this was not written by a book author. It it, it, it almost I'm re- I'm listening to the audiobook, right? Okay. It felt like each chapter was an hour long podcast episode. 
where it's just this guy talking about how and here's what's her name Does it and read she just loved like a those movies textbook uh, no it's not a textbook it's just a little too nice okay um it, uh, there's a lot of like repeat words uh and a little bit of talking down and like explaining what a warcraft adaptation is <laughs> you know what i mean it's sure. like and but for some reason in china they loved it so if we ever get a sequel to world of warcraft then it will be thanks to the china audience like it's all read in that tone but uh Honestly, if you care about movies or if you like the idea or the romance of Hollywood, there's some very interesting things that made me think about like the way the way Netflix works is different. Um, they don't need a return on the movie because their business model isn't based on ticket sales. Yeah. So, like when Adam Sandler and uh what like Kevin Smith uh can't get their pet projects off the ground anymore, and Netflix is like, hey, we'll just pay you up front. We don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. And then it, and they're like, oh, I get complete creative freedom to do what I want to. And they're like, yeah, fuck it. And then they do it, and everyone complains that the movie is bad, but Netflix's stock went up. And they're like, hey, do another one. Here's some money. And it's working out better for these, like, they used to be these huge stars that dominated the screen. And now it's like Hollywood doesn't like them anymore. But then, but they they get the opportunity to be creative in a different format, and it's like, wait, this is just a win win for everybody. Yeah. Well, then I feel like we're also at a really good part for smaller movies, though. Too like like a twenty four knocks shit out of the park like all the time. If you like really weird horror movies or just kind of weird small movies in general, yeah, you know, there is really good outlets for <laughs> yeah. There's a whole chapter about this reemergence of small movies from dedicated people that care about movies. Because there's a thing where it used to be about, like, fighting to get your foot in the door. And now it's like, wait a minute. If I just assume the risk myself, Sony's desperate for anything, so they'll pay for the rest. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, a new negotiating tactic where it's like, hey, we got this movie half done. Sure would be neat to have just a logo at the front, huh? You want to sign here? And we get these little movies, you know, cranked out. Yeah. And it's like, wait, it's, it's healing itself. This is so fascinating. Do they have anything about, like, animated movies? Uh, they don't dig into deep animated, no. Um, which, I mean, I love animated stuff, so if there was more, I'd be ranting about that, but... Yeah. Uh, the other thing, did you know, uh, After Earth, do you remember that Kevin Smith movie that bombed? Oh, God. That's really, really familiar. That was about, uh, Jaden Smith was, like, the main character. Yes, 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 yes. But in the marketing, it kind of implied that it would be more of a Kevin Smith movie. It was so. a Will Smith movie, right? Or, yeah, Will Smith. Fuck, I'm stupid. <laughs> I was, like, so confused. I was like, I feel no, like sorry. that movie's the Will Smith one, but it was, was Kevin Smith yeah. involved? No, I meant what... Who's Kevin Smith? He's a director. He did, uh... He's a director. I'm th- I'm talking about Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. Um, he... <laughs> but, uh, that... That was supposed to be, like, a five-movie franchise. Oh, really? Like, they were... There was, like... I think they had a sequel in mind, but they were looking at like, hey, if this man this takes off, we could have after Mars, we could have after Venus. I suppose um, that didn't happen. No, <laughs> it's just it's this weird. Uh, everything has to be a competitor to the Marvel thing. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was this, there was some movie that like you hear all of this backstory of all the blood, sweat, and tears that went into it. And then it released the same weekend as Star Wars Rogue One, so it didn't succeed. 
And it's like, man, that would a bummer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the book is called The Big Picture. And honestly, I I uh, I already miss it. I finished it yesterday, and my car ride home tonight didn't have Hollywood gossip in it, and I was bummed out. Yeah, that sounds like was a, a fun really, read. Yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun, interesting little dig at a at a side of Hollywood we don't get to see. Uh, that leak was totally rough, but I will drink the honey of the nest that cracked. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Oh well. Okay, let's have let's have actual closing comments and we'll pretend this never happened. Okay. Um Cameron Well, anyways. Shut up. I'm talking. Uh, fuck you. Anyways, good night everyone. <laughs> we love you. Good night everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>